Welcome to Redemption Unveiled, where we know that many women feel like there's more for them, like they're missing something in this life. Redemption Unveiled is here to help you take the adventure God has for you so that you do not live your life and miss out on the purpose you're created for. Hi, my name's Haley. I'm absolutely obsessed with helping you take the adventure God has for you. Let's do this. Hello. Now, welcome back to the podcast. You guys know I've been working on some exciting things, still hoping for next week to be able to talk to you about them and share them with you, (laughs) but not yet. Not yet. Almost there, okay? Of course, this is a busy time for me. It's a busy time for you. We're all busy, and that's okay because we are chasing towards what God has for us. Nothing can hold us back from what God has for us except for if we choose not to take that adventure period. Okay, so last week we talked about being careful of what we are allowing in our lives, being really wise that small things lead to big things. Small lies we believe lead to big lies, that in this kingdom, these small seeds grow into big things. We've got to watch what we're allowing into our minds, our beliefs. Like we have to be on guard. We have to watch it, watch it, watch it, right? And this is where I am in my life. I am trying to really be honest with myself about the things that I'm doing right and the things that I'm not doing right, the things I'm doing wrong. And I am pushing myself past that point of just accepting it. Like, I don't want to just accept. I don't want to accept. I am talking to people in my life. I am putting boundaries in place. I'm really trying to push through that, okay? Okay, I want you to do that too. Now, but I told you that this week is going to go well with last week. If you haven't listened to last week yet, you might want to do that now. However, Today, we are going to look at a portion of scripture in Matthew 7. And there is an, I think it's analogy. Maybe it's a metaphor. I think this is a metaphor. You can message me and tell me the difference. But there's a metaphor I've used for years. And I constantly bring it back, even in my own thoughts, in my own conversations with recognizing when I'm not on track. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to read the scripture. This is Matthew 7. This is Jesus talking. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount teaching in Matthew 5, 6, 7. Some of my favorites. If you are ever just wanting to read the Bible, but you're not in a study and you don't know where to start, I love Matthew 5, 6, 7. It's all Jesus teaching, so challenging and It's just really good to be reminded of, oh yeah, I am, you know, I'm off track there. Anyway, so let's read. It's Matthew 7, 24, and we're going to talk about the wise and the foolish builders. Because something I want to equip you in is how to be a really wise builder in this life. So Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. We talked about this last week, about 
how there's people that look like they have everything under control. Like, wow, that's a good Christian woman, a good Christian leader, a good Christian family. You know, this, I mean, this happens all the time. If you're past the age of 25, I'm certain you probably know someone that has been in this situation. And I'm talking about people, again, it's not like they even go to service or something. It's that they are very big proclaimers of their belief and the things they do right and they teach other people things. They're ones with, oh, God would want you to do this. And then, again, five, ten, ten years later, like, whoa, how did you get here? And this, as we talked about last week, is the same thing that Jesus is talking about in this scripture He's talking about life is going to come at you. You will have pressure. You're going to have rain. You're going to have flooding. You're going to have winds. And he's saying that if you build your house, how I teach you to build your house, where I teach you to build your house, then it will be fine. You will get through the adversity of life. You'll get through these temptations because you'll have built it in a way that doesn't crash. And one thing we have to, as Christians, recognize very, very truly that if we don't build our life how Jesus teaches us to, if we don't get in there and do it for real, it will not last. Okay? I don't care if you go to a Bible study every day. I don't care if you listen to a podcast every day. I don't care if you never miss a Sunday service. I don't care if you do mission trips. All of those things, sure, fine. But if you don't build the truth of your life with teaching and implementing the things that Jesus teaches us, it will crash. Okay? There are plenty of Christians who have lived their entire life doing all of the right things, as I say in quotes, like with my little fingers, doing the right things, but yet they were doing the right things on the wrong foundation. And you don't have to do that. But many of us don't even realize it because we go to service on a Sunday morning and they teach, teach often, just don't miss Sunday morning, just tithe, just don't do this, just don't do that. And that's that can be fine. But the truth is, it's not always so much about where we are on Sunday morning, but how are we living on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon? You know, how is our marriage on Thursday evening? How is our, how are our how are our relationships? How are the things that we're living through the week? It's it's certainly not a box that we check off. Right. So the metaphor, I think this is a metaphor and not an analogy. So you can tell me this analogy, the metaphor that I started using, honestly, probably about a decade ago, maybe even longer, was, do you like potato chips? Because I'm a person, I don't eat a lot of chips, except for like the last month I started eating chips almost, I'm not going to say every day, but more often than I probably have in years, and I don't know why, but anyway, I like chips. And, but here's the thing I've learned about chips. I like to eat them and I love the flavor. Like I like, I think it's the salt. I love the salt and it tastes really good. And then you swallow and I, as I'm chewing, I'm grabbing more chips to put in my mouth. Usually like 
more than one, you know, because you'd need more than one to make it feel satisfying. And it is, it's a high satisfaction, quick. But the thing that I've learned is I can eat basically an unlimited amount of potato chips and never feel full. I usually stop because I almost feel either tired of putting them in my mouth (laughs) or I feel almost sick because it's too much salt, right? Or the or they're gone. <laughs> the bag is gone. And like even after you eat all the chips, you could eat a meal still because it's there's nothing filling in them. But for me, potato chips are one of those things once I start, I I I never can eat just one. And I just I I I want as soon as I have one in my mouth, I want another one and I want another one. But yet In my mind, I'm really happy with my experience, right? Does anyone else relate to that? (laughs) Like with their potato chip eating? (laughs) Because I have recognized that in our life, we have two types of things. If you pay attention, you have things that you do that really feel good and make you happy and you love to do them. Okay, they're enjoyable. They're easy. They're fun. And they're they're really fun times. It's it's a fun experience to have. But yet it you can do the thing and you wanted to do the thing, but yet it's not a long lasting fulfillment. Okay? And then on the other hand, you have these things in your life that are not as easy, that actually cost you a lot, that you have to fight for, that you had to push through. And the more you do those things, the more deeply fulfilled you are. Okay? Think of it, the difference between eating a bag of potato chips and sitting down with your favorite meal, you know, maybe steak, mashed potatoes, some green beans, a salad. It, it's a completely different experience, right? And it, I mean, you're full. You're full for a while. Like, you don't need any more food after that. You are satisfied, right? For hours, right? You can go to bed and you don't have to get up in the middle of the night, like, wow, I only ate potato chips. I'm hungry. Okay. I want to teach you this is the same type thing that Jesus is trying to say here. We can do all of these things that feel so great. They look, like a like a house like it's the same as the house that is built on the rock but if the underneath foundation is different it cannot last on the sand okay you see these differences we have a house built on sand and it can look the exact same as a house built on the rock and it's it's not the same when the storm comes the sand house will crumble okay so i want to give you some examples of this potato chip feeling that I have learned will not satisfy you. And it's so surprising. I mean, it surprised me. Things that will not satisfy you. Success. Approval. This is kind of the same, but validation. People telling you that you did it good. People telling you that you are enough. It, it will, it's not enough. Your feelings, how you feel, they will never be enough to fully satisfy you making money. It isn't deep enough. Like the the potato chip effect, here's how you can tell if something is fulfilling or if it's like a potato chip. <laughs> if you need one more after you had one. So have you ever made a dollar? Like were you happy after the dollar? You're like, oh, 
I'm good. I'm not going to make, an, I don't need another dollar. No, if you make a dollar, you need another one. If you make a thousand, you want another thousand. If you have a goal of making a certain amount of income, almost always, as soon as you make that goal, you just need more, more income. Have you ever experienced that? Like, oh, well, once I make this much money, we'll be set. But then you make that much when you're like, oh, well, no, that's not really enough now. Like, I need more. Okay, it's the potato chip effect. <laughs> you always need one more to be happy. Okay, more things. Um, being right, like winning an argument feels so good. It feels so good. But the next time you have an argument, you need to win again. Like, it's never a satisfied moment. You're not, you're not satisfied. You just have to do it again, okay? Um, seeking physical beauty, okay? Losing weight, dieting. Have you ever done a diet and you're, you were so proud of yourself? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so good right now. I'm so healthy. But if you don't do it with the right reasons and the right mindset, you will always need to lose like another pound or you'll always think, oh, I need to do a little bit more. Oh, well, now I like my weight, but I don't like my legs. Well, now I like my legs, but I don't like my arms. But now I have wrinkles. Well, now my hair isn't like I want it. Well, now I need longer hair. Well, no, I don't like longer hair. I need shorter hair. It's potato chips. The Satisfying your the way you look, it you will always need enough. Attention from men. So if you are a person who likes to get attention from men, I'm not even saying maybe you, you know, you haven't had an affair, you would never have an affair. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you like it when men look at you. You like it when men flirt with you. And you're like, I would never take it past that, but I like it. You will never get enough of a man's approval, even your husband's, to give you self-confidence. It's potato chips. (laughs) It is potato chips. Now, what's sad is there are people all over the world, it, even in the Christian culture that have built their life on sand, that have built their appetite on potato chips. I want success. So you have people that have spent their entire life chasing success. Like I have to, you know, be a starting player on a team. Well, that's great. But then eventually that team ends, that grade ends, you graduate. Okay, well, now I need now I need to play for college because I need that in order to keep my worth. Well, that's great. Okay, you go to college. Well, now I'm going to play professional. Okay, well, I hope that works out for you and you get on a professional team. What happens at some point that's going to end? And if you haven't built your, your foundation on a rock, when it ends, you will be left feeling empty. As empty as you feel... <laughs> Not not a complete, not a complete co- correlation, but as empty as you feel after you eat a whole bag of potato chips and you knew that was not a good idea. But yet it twists your head so much. It twists, I, I don't, don't think that's a phrase. It twists in our heads, it twists because every time we have one, we're satisfied. Every time we have a game that we, you know, did perfect is like oh my gosh that felt good every time we get the promotion you're like yeah that's sad like every time the potato chips are in our mouth and it's happening we're so happy (laughs) but as soon as that moment passes whether it takes five minutes to get unhappy again a day a week a year it it is not enough to satisfy us whatever some people are really into their social media it's like oh I need 
I want my picture to get 30 likes. I want my picture to get 50 likes. I want my picture to get 1,000 likes. I want to have this many followers. That is potato chips if I ever saw it. Trust me, that will never, ever, ever be. You can have a million followers and still not be satisfied with who you are. You'll still need another 100,000, another million. There will always be someone around you that is doing it a little bit ahead of you that if you feed that path of, oh, I need to just get this. Like once I get this, I'll be happy. For instance, like self-acceptance and self-worth. I can remember a season of my life with Carter wanting to constantly make sure that he found me attractive. And it's like, oh, you know, if I felt good about myself, oh, look, I feel so good. I know he loves me. I know whatever. Well, then something would happen. You know, I don't even know how it works. Just the wave of self-doubt would come in and I would just start getting frustrated. Well, he hasn't told me this. He didn't say it like this, but he didn't say it this way. And I would put all of my self-worth on him and say, I Like, it's your fault that I'm doubting myself because you didn't do enough for me. Guys, I trust me, I believe husbands should lift their wives up. I do. I believe a marriage should be a a safe place, a kind place of love. I do believe that. But I don't care how kind and loving and supportive your husband is. He is not enough to give you your self-worth and love the way you look and love your body. Okay? There's so many young people out there that think that having a boyfriend, having sex with someone, having a strong connection, a sexual connection will be enough for them, will make them happy. How many people have been, have had the moment of having sex with someone and after it's over thinking, I am not fulfilled by this. I am not fulfilled by this. I mean, it happens all over the all over the world every day, probably every second. Multiple people every second are thinking, why didn't this fulfill me? This thing, they promised fulfillment if I had this happen. I thought I'd be fulfilled if I got this job. I thought I'd be fulfilled if I if I had these kids. We do the same thing. Once I get married, I won't struggle with myself. Or yeah. Who said that? Yes, you will. Once I have kids, I'll be confident. No, you won't. Because it's, we're, we're building on sand, thinking a position in life or words will give us a strong foundation. And I want you to understand, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Your, your journey of discovering who God created you to be happens by you taking the adventure he has asked you to take. Doing the thing he's asked you today to do today. Maybe for you, that's like, hey, you need to forgive someone. That's what God's asking you to do. Like, you need to forgive someone. Maybe God's saying, you need to apply for this job, and it scares you. Maybe it's saying, hey, I want you to just serve your husband right now and not worry about talking to him about this thing. Maybe it's, hey, I want you to stop spending money, so much money. Maybe it's, hey, I want you to stop living out of fear with your money, and I want you to go spend some money. I, I'm i not here to tell you what it is, but I am here to tell you that your God is not calling you just to feel validated every second. And the thing that's hard with our God is he does it opposite. He calls us into doing things that scare us, that cost us, that are really hard, And then it's through the challenge and through the difficulty that we discover by choosing things we don't want to do right now, not just partaking in every potato chip that we can, by saying, I'm going to own that I have a problem with wanting attention from men. By saying, 
I'm going to stop thinking it's my husband's job to give me my self-confidence. That's where, honestly, I had so much, so much growth in my life when I said, I'm done with this. This is not fun for me. I do not like this. And I am going to stop asking my husband to give me my self-worth. This is not working. He never does it right. He never does it how I want it done, exactly the words and the tone. He's like, well, why didn't you say it like this? I'm like, I am done with this. I can have, I I will become and discover who God created me, created me to be. And my husband, you will love it or you won't, but like I'm done waiting for anyone, anyone to love the person God created. I'm done. And and you feed that, you feed that, and it takes a long time. You feed that. Like, I I do not do diets ever. I, I love fasting. I'm fine with denying self. I don't do diets. I will never, ever, ever start working out if I hate who I am, ever. Because I don't want to feed this belief that I'll be happy if I'm someone, if, if I just achieve this thing. If I just achieve this thing, I'll be happy. I want to tell you some things that are the opposite of potato chips that will fulfill you. Obeying what God asked you to do, that will take you to fulfillment. It's like you will get to a place where you're not disappointed after it happens. Sacrificing. This goes with obedience. God will call you to do something and it will cost you something. And you will have to surrender and sacrifice. You'll have to sacrifice what you get from the behavior that isn't healthy for you. Okay? challenging yourself, speaking truth. The truth of it is you have value and you are enough. No matter what your fear tells you, no matter what your shame tells you, you have to start believing what God says about you today, not waiting on anyone else to to approve of you, not waiting on anyone else to tell you that you, you need to do this now or, oh, well, once you get this position, you'll be happy with, with your career or you'll finally be appreciated at work. Whatever that is. Oh, once your kid does this thing, now you're a good mom. Oh, like all of that, you guys, that is potato chips, potato chips. You will always need more. You will always need more a day later, a week later. You'll realize, wow, I need, now I need this thing and I'll be happy. It's chasing after this belief that when you arrive there, you'll be happy. And you go from thing to thing and you realize you're not happy now. Oh, well, happiness must be over there. No, it's not about happiness. It's about fulfillment. The reason so many women right now are not satisfied in their life is because they don't understand that they were created to conquer. They were created to stop asking people around them to tell them that they're enough, to stop looking at their children, their husband, their parents, their friends, their job, to give them their self-worth. And to run towards the purpose that God has for them and say, this is so hard, this is so challenging, but I'm going to do it because I am here to take this adventure that you have for me. The other thing that God created that can be truly fulfilling is relationships. But this is the problem. So many people only keep the relationships in their life that are easy. You only keep the relationships in your life that that agree with everything you say and do. That's not what God created you to do. Look at how Jesus built his life. You should have some people in your life that are hard for you. You should even have some people in your life that betrayed you. Now, should those be the intimate people, the close people you're closest to? Probably not necessarily. I mean, Jesus didn't have Judas in his inner three. But the truth is, is even Jesus' inner three betrayed him. Peter, right? 
And there's only one of the 12 disciples even listed at the crucifixion. Relationships should be satisfying. But the relationship you're looking for is pushing and challenging yourself. Forgiveness is fulfilling. Forgiveness is fulfilling. It's so easy. We, you know, so many people act like they're so strong with their boundaries and like, oh, I don't put up with that. That's a strong boundary. No, you know, so many Christians say strong boundaries and what they really mean is I don't forgive. And trust me, I'm a person that I think I I have a lot of strong boundaries. So I'm not saying your life is built on what other people want you to do or you have to do everything people say. No, you can you can say no all day long, but you for you forgive. Because forgiveness is fulfilling. Holding a fence is a potato chip. You will always need one more. And their, their, their repentance will never be enough for you if you truly are keeping score. Self-acceptance. Not just like, oh, I'm amazing. I love myself. Not like that. Looking in the mirror and saying, I've got to get my thoughts together. I've got to get on board with what God says about me. So many people can live their life self-consumed with self-hate. And if you feed that voice, you will become so (laughs) self-centered of just who you are and who you're not. And even though you might hate yourself, you can become so self-centered. And it's all about you and what you need from people. You are never designed to be consumed with what you're not. Ever, ever, ever. It's so cool if you can get on board with building on the rock, like building on what Jesus teaches us. Hope, faith, love, forgiveness, 70 times 7, using words that are hard, confronting conflict, being honest, calling, calling things out, pursuing difficulty, going where God leads, picking up our cross, denying ourself. There's so many things in the culture of Christianity that we are called to that we're not doing because they're really hard and they go against our flesh. Our flesh wants potato chips all day, every day because we want that easy, easy fix. We want it now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to work for it. We don't want the challenge. But our God has called us to something so much better and you want to be fulfilled. There's so many examples of this and I, I want you to know This is what I need you to know. If you walk with God the way he designed you to do, to be, to do, every single year, you will be more fulfilled in your life. If you feel like every year you are less fulfilled, then I'm not here to shame you. I am here to tell you that there is a principle of his kingdom you're not understanding. Okay? I used to feel that way. I used to feel... Not like I wasn't getting anywhere. I felt like I was achieving things. But then I would have these highs and lows. These highs of, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And this drop down low. And I'm I'm not going to say I don't get discouraged because I do still get discouraged. But here's the weird thing. I've found that God is actually the opposite when it comes to discouragement and long journey. So I've noticed long seasons that I walk with him even if, even if I'm not getting anywhere, it's weird. I actually will become more confident that I'm on the right track, which makes no sense because you would think it'd be the opposite. I've also learned that when I'm doing his principles that he has, 
like that forgiveness, the seeking truth, the doing things that are hard, doing things I don't want to do and seeking that even in my relationships is like I become more satisfied with my relationships. It's bizarre. And so I want you to understand so many people with God, they say, well, I'll do it once he proves himself. I'll do it once he proves himself. But even like a couple weeks ago in um, the Redemptionville Bible study community, we were looking at Peter and I was looking at when Peter walks on water. And the interesting part about that story is that it was just hours before that Jesus had fed the 5,000 men plus women and children with just a little bit of food. And and Peter walks on the water. Sorry, I'm kind of running through this story because it's not really the point. But he walks on the water and he begins to be afraid that Jesus isn't going to show up for him. And the other area that we have to walk away from as Christian women, we have to stop this. Well, God, if you if you show up for me this time, then I'll trust you. If you do this, then I'll trust you. Because even these miracles or these things that God does for us, even that is potato chips in the way. Not, not what he does. But if we are only following him because of what he does for us, it's potato chips. Because how many times have you ever said, well, God, if you do this for me, then I'll trust you. But then a year later, you're right there again. You're like, well, now, no, no, no. I'll, I'll trust you if you do this for me. No, it's, it's the opposite in God's kingdom. It's trust first, first, faith first, and then he will prove himself in time. It's, it's obedience first before the confidence. It's the believing that you have value before, like choosing to believe you have value before you, you feel it. It's all backwards in his kingdom. And that's how you build on a solid ground. We have to become people that are living different and understand this principle, okay? I'm sure we will talk more about this in the future. I'm hoping next week that I'm going to reveal to you guys the things that I've been working on. Um, I mentioned this last week, but I want to mention again, if you haven't left me a review yet on, on the podcast, I know at least on Apple Podcasts you can. It really actually would help my podcast out a, a lot if you would mind taking just a few seconds to do that. I would really, you don't even have to write anything long, just, you know, something simple. I would really appreciate it. Okay, guys, I'll see you guys back here next week. Have a good one. Bye. Before you go, I want you to remember, you have to remember this, to subscribe to this podcast. I would love for you to do that. And also, if you want to dive in even further, you can go to redemptionunfailed.com and I have some free stuff for you there. Be sure to check it out. Until next time, bye.